0: So today's daf is Chavav. We pick up on Chapeyah Um and we're talking about the normal weekday way in which they gave out the avodot, uh, the various services, the bringing of the korbanot to the Kohanim for the Tamid, for the fixed korbanot, um, and um, and we spoke about it. the first one was for the Truma Hodeshan, the removing of the ashes. The second one was associated with the morning tamid, although the first parts of it were not that. The first parts of it related to, um, related well, the very first part did relate to the shafting of the tamid, the throwing of the blood, but then there was the cleaning of the altar, and the cleaning of the inner altar, uh, the cleaning of the menorah, and then it ha- a whole series of nine kohanim that brought the various limbs of the tamid after it was dismembered to the altar. Okay? And that was divided up into nine. Kohanim. So let's take a look at the Gemara. Middle of Chafem and the Dead. Tanu Rabbanan. So, or Amar Benazif's name Rebbe So, Benazif said to Rebbe Akiva that they would bring up that smack in the middle of Chafem and death. Like, I don't know, two-fifths from the bottom, maybe 20 lines or so, okay? 25 lines. So he said to Rebbe would. I heard that basically that they would bring the tamid, the limbs, up to the altar, up to the ramp. First they would do it to the ramp, and then we're going to find out in the next mission they would go from the ramp and bring it actually to the top of the altar. But I heard that they would bring it in the order in which the animal would walk. So now we're going to get a whole range of different opinions about the order in which they would bring the limbs of the animal to the or to the ramp. Let's take a look. of Rabbanan. According to Ben-Azai, that it was brought the way it would walk, what's the way it would walk? So, veHaragel. The head and the foot, because and their hind quarter. If an animal, now I, I, I have to tell you, I don't know. I, I know nothing about animals. But when they walk, do they walk? Do they first move their hind leg before their fore fore, fore leg? No. Or no, do they move the them in parallel? It moves two hind legs. I, no, one hind leg, but one hind leg. It depends on it depends on the animal, of the particular style. Uh huh. They didn't know this until they actually had film. Okay, so this says, interesting, this says, so first a hind, the hind leg, the right hind leg, and then the head. The head obviously juts forward first, and then propelled by the right hind leg. So that would be the first thing that moves. Then ha chaze the chest and the, and the throat, because obviously that's moving together with the top of the body, which is connected to the head. then the two forearms would move. Would move. Then the d'fanot, the two, the, the two flanks because presumably they would be propelled forward by the forward movement of the two forearms and then the tail and the back and the, and the left hind leg so this is sort of how he sees, saw the movement of an animal and the same way it would move in life he would bring it to the Mizbeah um, no, it would not be brought to the ramp the way it would move it would be brought to the ramp the way they would flay it um, so basically and they would flay it from the from the bottom of the they would hang it by its legs and slay it from the legs down to the head. So how would they slay it? So first he says, Keita der how would they slay it? Harosh, the head. Not that they would slay the head, they would sever the head. Um, but we're gonna see in a minute anyway, you always wanna bring the head first, that's symbolically significant, and maybe because it doesn't need to be flayed, that gets brought first. And then, So now, we actually start with both of the hind legs, because you're flaying it from the legs down. So one leg and the tail, you know, or the uh, rear, the rump, and then the other leg. So you're flaying it again. You're hanging it by its legs and flaying it. So now you're working from the back to the front, other than just having the head separate. So then the two flanks, the two forelegs, and then the chest and the, um, and the throat. Fine? That's what he would say. The way they would dismember it. Now, this, that seems to be a little bit their, uh, you know, their, uh, their choice, how they're going to dismember it. So, you know, it's sort of a little bit begs the question So why, why do you choose to dismember it in a particular way? We understand that there's a natural way to play it. Again, I'm not a butcher. There might be a natural way to dismember an animal when you're chopping it up. But that's what he says. They would, they would dismember it. There would be a way they would dismember it, and they would follow that pattern in bringing it to the altar what was the way they would dismember it? Regal. First they sever the head, then then the one hind leg, two forelegs, the chest and the throat, the the two the two flanks, and then the tail and the and the hind leg. So that's very similar to then Azai. I'll allow you to do the comparison yourself. Basically there's a difference between where the um, you know, uh, where the two <coughs> forearms set uh, fit into that order. But that's a very similar order to that of Ben-Azai that said it would be the, the way it would walk. So, the way it would go up. Now again, what does that mean, go up? So, um, so actually, I, I said that wrong. Meaning, the, the way of it, what's most significant. Um, so, like, you know, ma'ala. The, ma'ala, right, not literally mm-hmm. going up, but the way, the, the things that are, the most important parts would be brought up first what's the most important harosh the head which is I guess symbolically important not necessarily that it tastes good as meat the ha then the hind leg the chest the 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 state of the flank the ha the the tail, va and the hind leg and the two forearms well we'll see in a minute anyway again there the primarily the structure is the same the primary difference is where the two forearms were appeared in that list and so now the says sort of asking Michael's question all good cuts the uh, thigh and the shoulder so, so you see that the um, so here you have here in your list you have the regel, one of the hind legs at the end but here we see that the thigh is considered to be a choice Cut so how could you have one of the limbs one of you know the the uh, the, the, the thigh portion um, at the bottom I don't know you ask me right it used to be that the uh, white meat of chicken was always the most expensive mm-hmm. right but you know I, in Israel it's like the opposite for me also it's like the dark meat totally tastes better I always yeah. want the dark meat you know, over the white meat <laughs> so now it started to shift I don't know if you noticed it's not that you know it's not that the, the, the white meat I still think costs more but the gap is not as great because the, co- the relative cost of the dark meat has gone up and I I think in Israel, Daphka, the dark meat, costs more than the white meat. So it depends on what part of the animal you're interested in. So he says, Look, the thighs here are good. How can you tell me that the regal, that the, that the regal goes at the bottom? So the merchant says, What? The only meat they can have is the second Well, yeah, exactly. Well, for the Khanim, well, not the only, but certainly was a the major source. So the merchant says, Kahusha. No, that is the thigh is good if the animal is thin. So maybe that's why I don't know the uh, you know the, the the other the front area and the chest area isn't as juicy. So then the thigh is good, but if the animal's a fatty animal, the thigh is is not as good, and that's why we would have the leg at the end. It's funny, talking, really annoying, but are we talking specifically about a weak animal? I mean, uh, not... no, 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 no. That's the pasuk in Yecheskel, not about the carbonote. So what's I'm saying? Uh, Yecheska, yeah, all right, okay. Ah, uh, yeah. Amar Rava. B'Ein Tameh Didanu B'Ein Lebiosi B'Asur Iluya DeBisra azlima. So he says, whether our Tana, because the list in our Mishnah, nobody exactly explained what that's based on, or Reb Yossi's list, both of them agree that the order is what are the choice pieces of meat. So why is there a difference in the list? I mean, you, you can compare the list. Right? Our Mishnah says, what does our Mishnah say? Harosh Varegal What does Reb Yossi say? Harosh Varegal, oh, so again, it's where the Steyadayim appear. So our Mishnah has the Steyadayim much more in the front, he has it much more in the back. The Rava says they both agree that you go by the quality of the cut. So what are they arguing about? So, Mar Azabasar Evarad Bistro. Mar Azabasar Shimna One is going in terms of the, um, you know, the, uh, what do you call it? The, the size, exactly, the size of the cut. So therefore the four legs are a very small cut. So he puts the four legs at the end of the list. Reb goes according to like the, um, oh no, did I say that right? Reb has the four legs at the end. Okay, take it out. So, Artana has the four legs closer to the beginning, right? Closer to the beginning. So I'm sorry. It's okay. it's okay. So Artana says that you go by the size. Apparently, what do I know about animals? Apparently, the forelegs legs are a nice size of a cut. So therefore, Artana has the four legs near the front. Reb Yossi goes basar shimla the the fattiness, the juiciness, the quality of the cut. So the quality of the cut, he puts the four legs at the bottom. Okay, so that's the end of the various lists. Now, again, what do I know about animals and so on? Um, and I don't know if, I, if people, are, you see I saved you for making a chart of exactly comparing the exact, no, no, no. If, although a major difference among these is where the four legs appear amongst the different lists. But I would say to just stop a minute and conceptually think about these differences, it's quite fascinating in terms of, you know, if you're going to make a choice about what order, there's some symbolism, there's some significance in, what, in why you're making that choice. The last idea here is perhaps the most obvious and, you know, of what we would say. You're gonna bring something up on the Mizbeach so, it's like, you know, it's, you want to bring, like, your choice things up to God. So, the order you want to prioritize is what's considered a choice cup. Now, whether you define a choice cup by size or by quality, I mean, you know, God isn't eating it anyway. So, okay, that's a somewhat, I think, of an arbitrary decision, you know. But, nevertheless, conceptually, to say the choice pieces of meat go first, that makes a lot of sense. The other opinions, I think, are a little bit more in, unusual and, therefore, interesting. The, uh, the way it would walk, why would you bring it up the way it would walk, is, that some type of a sense that you're sort of see, trying to see it as though the animal itself is bringing itself up to the miseach? What's the significance of seeing the animal walking itself up to the mis- A willing sacrifice, you know. It, it, I mean, it's focusing on you, the owner, bringing the animal. Maybe it has to do with the sensitivity to this issue of the animal life and seeing the animal wa- you know, reserve, sort of enact the animals walking to the altar. I don't exactly know. It seems like Doe want to say something about no, that. Let yes, me, that yes. In other words, the uh, more the, the, the more you approach a description that's based on as you say the choice is cut yes the more mutilated the animal oh you just mean the more it's, I think other like, words, you it's no just like it's sense. just like pieces of meat yes, exactly. oh I see. so your idea of mimicking the way it walks is in order to conceptualize it as an animal and not as just pieces of meat right. oh that's a very nice idea that's right i see Shkaia. so we keep the concept concept of the of it, as an animal so that's the very animal nice well you're bringing an animal you don't yeah, just think, like let me just bring a lot what? of hamburger meat on the nice right no the whole idea is a living thing <coughs> and you know the life of <coughs> the animal and bringing an animal i think it makes a lot of sense i thought my second graders when we we're talking about food you know where do carrots come from they come from these cellophane wrapped <laughs> Right, where do eggs come from? Right, exactly. So the other two is, I, I don't, the other two about the way you would slay it, The other two, the way you would flay it, you know, that seems to be, again, or the way you would chop it up and dismember it, that seems to just be more technical. Like, once you had to start a process one way, because just the way the animal is, it has to be flayed in a certain way technically, it has to be cut in a certain way, then you just continue that in terms of just the process that you began. But I think the first position and the last ones are the most interesting, about mimicking the way it would move and focusing on it as, like, the choice cut. Okay, so now the Gmanage says like this. Um, okay. my time is Saraka Rega Bahadiraisha. Um now why does the arm go together with the head? Um, so, I'm I'm, I'm uh, if, if we're going in terms of like the, uh, you know, in terms of the quality of the cut. So the Gemara says, um, uh, because there are so many bones in the head, so you bring the, um, you bring the foot with it, presumably means that the head is, has very little meat on it. So therefore, you want to bring, if you're focusing on the choice cuts, you're first going to bring the head first. Now, why the head first, we're going to discuss in a minute. But the basic point is the head isn't the choice cuts. Who wants to eat the head, right? So once you're bringing the head first, you want to bring a nice big big thing with a lot of meat on it together, so you bring the leg together with it. So now they're going to ask that question. Everybody seems to agree the head is brought first, even if it's focused on choice cuts so why is that minalan where is that from how do you know the head and the um, the fat uh, comes before the other limbs Talmud Lomar it says it's head and it's the fat and you shall place it on the fire so the juxtaposition shows that you place the head and the fat first on the fire by the way I should remind you we're not placing things on the fire here we're putting them on the ramp the only next stage is then you're going to bring them from the ramp to the top of the altar and presumably you're going to follow the same order. Okay? But nevertheless, since it talks about the head being first on the fire, we're talking, that that's the first that's going to be being brought to the ramp together with the fat that comes together with the head. The the edach, um, the achrina uh, How about when it says peder again? Because the next passage says so it repeats that again. The fat. So like we taught in the brisa. stuff meaning it says twice So once it's to tell you, you bring the head first together with the fat. What's the next time? So the next time it's to tell you um, why does it repeat again Esra Shoves Pedro uh, um, Well again they're focusing just on the juxtaposition not on the literal order of the Pesukin So look at the time like we're talking about how would you bring it you would take the fat and you'd have it surround the actual area of the cut of where the animal was slaughtered and then you put it up on the altar like that that's respectful to God rather than seeing like, a, literally a dismembered head with the cut neck is not you know does not look so nice again it's a little too graphic about thinking about where it came from so you wrap that's the sort of place dark. of the severing with the fat and then it just looks like a nice little dish there you know with a trim the fat is the trim so so it, 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 I, I understand he also commanded this uh, as a show <coughs> that he there's an idea of aesthetic <laughs> so it's interesting the, in, the inner organs come at the end you might remember they were part of the list but the fat that it's not the inner organs that's taken and that's put around the head and particularly around the neck, and then that's all brought up first. And that again is, even if it's not the choice cut, symbolically, especially going back to those points about you know, thinking about it as an animal and as a living being, you know, that is the thing that is offered first. Rifka, yes. And how exactly is this go? By hiding the uh, the fact that you slaughtered, it? You slaughtered it. Yeah. So what's God see it. No. So what, what, is that, so what is the what is there's about? there's an aesthetics. I mean, if you think about the is whole thing, for well, first of all, there are the people that are in the Azara, both the Khanim and the, and the Israel. What, is what they don't see the kohen going way up to the yisbeach or whatever. They see the head if the blood is oh, well, that's true, I guess. Unless, the unless they have, unless they have opera glasses, so maybe. Look, I mean, I think it's a general question. The whole Mizdech is about, the whole Mikdash is about aesthetics, right? Why all the gold? Why the garments? Why this? So, there's a whole way in which we as human beings, you know, in terms of the way we sort of, it, it, it impacts our service of God, you know, the type of aesthetics that we create, you know, I think it's not about God, but it's that us and our service of God. So if it's not like, oh, well, you know, with these bloody things that we're putting on the altar, I think that that's, that, that it, it, it makes, it, it, it sort of, it, it, is, it, 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 it brings a sense of gore and violence. But it's more, but, so you're trying to cover right. it up and pretend it's not there, make it go. Yeah. But it's full of right. And look, I think together. it's I think it's a good look. First of all, we do that every single day when we as when we go and buy our nice clean meat, and I go to the supermarket and I buy these thin cut you know chicken breasts. All I have to do is put on uh, put on some bread crumbs, right? Completely removed. They could have come out of a factory. It's, com- it's a day. completely removed from anything living, right? So we do that for ourselves to create a a, a, a man a manageable aesthetic experience. I think you make a good. On the one hand, you definitely have the idea of the blood, and the lifeblood is so powerful in terms of what this ritual is about. But at the other hand, I think there's a balancing about how do you take that power and also not make it feel like gory and barbaric and something that completely demeans what it is as a religious experience. So I think we're trying to strike that balance. But, I mean, so I, I think you make a good point, but I think that that's, I think there's, you know, there's the power of the blood and then there's the power of it as a religious experience that feels an elevated experience. So the question is how to balance those. All right, so let's take a look now at the next Mishnah. Ha-Payas the third lottery. Okay, there were four lotteries. So the second one was basically bringing the, watering it and bringing it up to the altar and a few related things about cleaning the inner altar. The third lottery, Hadashim Miksaret, anybody new has not yet had a chance to offer up the incense they would announce so come good. and be part of the lottery do this again the, there's, there's this the Gemara will anymore. discuss it okay the fourth lottery whether you're new or old whether you've done this before or not everybody the fourth lottery is again open to all the khanim. the third one was only to the new ones who hadn't done the rest. the fourth is open to all the khanim. who would bring the, the, the limbs from the ramp up to the altar and actually put them on the altar itself now I should say something by the way I would have assumed here that this last lottery is similar to the second one one person they stop at one person and then they get the next you know 13 guys to come along and to finish it up okay okay so that's going to be we'll see in the later Mishnah about that about how many guys were involved in the final stage of bringing it up oh not a message the later Mishnah is going to talk about the afternoon mincha. but anyway the Mishnah is not clear how many Kohanim would bring it from the ramp to the top of the Mithayach, and there's a later Rashi that seems to indicate that it will only be one Kohen which is very bizarre like you have Nine Kohanim bring it to the ramp. Then you go ahead and you do the Torah. Then you send one Kohain up the ramp to run up and down and to bring it all up. Okay? But it doesn't tell you how many Kohanim did the second part of from the ramp to the top. And a later rashi indicates that it was only one. Yes, sir. So I just want to, what do you think about this? It seems to me like it's like any institution, like this building or school. It must have been a lot of activities. Not, not Dr. Aboziz that right. we're done, right? They sure, we didn't, mention, ramp, we didn't right? even mention the flaying and the dismembering. Right, the garlic on the ramp, they put the pieces on the ramp. Right. So some kind learned how to wash it down later. Right, right exactly. The well, they, they would wrap it, it down before the ramp. Oh, wash down the ramp. On the ramp, was must have been filled yeah. with grease yeah. and yeah. blood. Right, this green. is the first thing. In the, okay, but anyway, go on, right. go with it for Okay, fine. There all sorts of activities, right. custodial activities, right. right? correct. So to maintain the Yes, totally. That we're not they're you not being listed fill it all in exactly like yeah. now is now building look in the afternoon. You see? right and then totally you show first them. of all first of all this is only the special payet that we'll discuss in a minute for the afternoon tamid that they would do for the tamid all the other korbanot would be taken as, a, as they come, right? So even for the actual hakrav of the korbanot, this whole idea of doing the whole lottery was only for the sort of communal kamid and the communal Katoas and the things that get done in the morning that are done for the tivor and that are done regularly. All the stuff that happens afterwards, even the slaughtering and the throwing and everything, you know, whichever koin is available comes and does it. So no, that's number one. And number two, you're right, even during these events, there are many other things that are not seen as sort of avodot or not seen as sort of respectful, you know, sort of kovadikah type of things that aren't being mentioned. The whole flaying and dismembering wasn't being mentioned. So you're completely correct. These are not, this is not the totality. But let's keep on going, okay? Tana, we're going to keep on going. Tana. Nobody ever did the Torah twice. Now that wasn't like some miracle, that was because they didn't let somebody do it twice. <laughs> okay? My time, what's the reasoning? What's the reason not that nobody did, not that it worked out that way, but what's the reason they didn't allow anybody? What's the reason they insisted only new people? So, because it makes you rich, and therefore they wanted to give everybody a chance. So how do you know it makes you rich? popular by my time. Where do you where do you get this from? Where do you know what's the basis of this? This is by right the bracha to uh, right to to, to, to Levi. But obviously here in the context speaking to the Kohanim, they will put the incense God in your nostrils. They will raise up the incense And the next verse says, Hashem God should bless his wealth. So I want to explain the word God gives us his strength, his wealth. So you see, if you bring the K'tares, God blesses your, your, your wealth. If that's true, why is it limited to the K'tares? By an Ola says, and they will, it says they'll bring up the incense and the fully burnt sacrifices on your altar. So fully burnt is the Ola. So, and, then, and then right afterwards it says actually what's juxtaposed is the Ola together with the B'Rech Shem. Chelo. So on a lay, no, one is very common. The Ola is very common. The Keturus is not very common. What does that mean? So Rashi says what it means is Look, we know that there's, not, it's, that there's a limited number of people that are wealthy in this world. Not everybody is rich. So therefore, it would not make any sense to think that when the Pusach is promising this blessing of wealth, that it refers to everybody who brings it over. Then every, then every coin would be, would, would be rich. And we know that's not going to happen, and we know that's not true. So obviously, the Pusach has to be referring to the thing that's more rare. Um the us Yashanamalph is a different explanation. He says, yeah, fine, they both make you rich. But we didn't have to do a lottery for the Ola. Everybody's going to get a chance to do an Ola, right? There are tons of Olas that are brought every day, so that didn't need a lottery. Maybe it will make you rich, but it didn't need a lottery. The only thing that needs a lottery is the Ktara, because that is only what you know only happens twice a day. There, there's going to be a lot of competition. Okay, so therefore, I mean, actually, now we only we to have the lottery. We had to limit it to new people. Okay, there's no need to limit it to new people to an Ola. Even if we don't limit it, even if you've done it before, everybody's going to get a chance to bring an Ola. I don't care if you've done it before. If you haven't done it. Before there's going to be plenty of olas. Not everybody is going to get a chance to do a Torah. So therefore, we have to limit it. So according to him, he wants to say, enachinami, maybe an ola will make you rich, but we don't have to limit the yeah, opportunities. The ola, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, that's his answer. Rashi's answer is just, no, not everything makes you rich. Okay. So the says like this. I'm a lo mishkacha tzor you will not find a Torah scholar uh, it's actually quite interesting because tzor literally means a student of the rabbis does not literally mean like somebody who's an actual rab who has smich as major authority um, so he says but you won't find the students of the rabbis the mori who will give p'sak ela z'asim mishevet levi if he's going to give p'sak he either derives from that from the tribe of levi or mishevet yisastar or from the tribe of yisastar Lay me deceive Yaakov, he will teach your your edicts your law to Jacob so, Hora'ah, right, that's by the lady, because before, by the way, the rabbinic class emerged in the Bayashen period, clearly, right, it was the Kohanim slash that were the rabbinic, that were the religious uh, authorities, both in terms of the Avod and the Beis Mikdash and in terms of the teaching of Torah, right? The Torah mm-hmm. is always talking about the Kohanim and the Levi'in that are the ones that teach Torah. L'horoteth b'nei Yisrael, b'na tamei, tahor, right? It's all, it's all about the Kohanim teaching and distinct, about the ritual law Yehudim, Shvatayim, Yaakov, and so on, and that, and sometimes the Levi'im, and when then their role as Torah teachers, and certainly after the Korban Beis Hamikdash, their complete role as religious authority is put aside. But anyway, but then the rabbinic class comes to substitute for the Karneim and the and particularly to take on this role of the one, teaching Torah. The hello, one minute. So anyway, so the Gemara will get to those. So the G'mon says, so, okay, so therefore, ah, if you have a Torah scholar, so in a way, this is connecting the phenomenon of, like, the rabbinic class and the new sort of people who teach Torah to those who, to whom that was assigned who played that role in the time of the Torah. So they either derive from the tribe of Levi, who says, or Yisoscha deceives um, and from the children of Yisachar, who know the, the wisdom of times, yatse Yisrael to know what the Jewish people should do. So presumably, they have the knowledge to teach Israel. Okay, so those are that's that's where they'll come from. So the Gemara says, Yehuda." What about the tribe of Yehuda? Nami, Yehuda, the Chokki Yehuda, my lawgiver. So you see, I mean, if Yehuda gives law. So clearly, then you know that uh, that, that, that they should talk in halacha. So, asuke shmaita lividi hilchasa kamina. No, I'm talking about, this is a very famous phrase, asuke shmaita lividi hilchasa. To conclude, to, to lift up, rise up from a, a, a discussion of, according to the right halacha, to emerge from the whole shak in the back and forth, and to come to the right conclusion. So Yehuda might sort of give rulings, but he's not always right. So the others, it says, one minute, the others it says, right, yoru, Holaah. Or la dat ma la asos. It's not just giving edicts. They actually know what's right and actually what they say is actually the accurate halacha. Now, I want to say a few things about this besides the first thing I said which is an important thing to be aware of. By the way, the Nitziv talks about this a lot in his introduction to the Shiiltos, This whole idea of the, you know, when the Torah talks, for example, about the whole psukim for rabbinic authority, you know, lo taser yamin the fita piyotar Yeruha. The the people that the Torah is talking about in the, the psukim, it says, el koanim al the el ha is singular but qanin, those are the primary people that are giving teaching and teaching Torah and teaching Halakha whatever in the Torah that gets replaced by the Rabbis but here the Gemara is connecting it back also connecting it to Yisafzhar who in like the Rabbinic mindset was you know completely sort of represented the forerunner of Torah stages um, and then it's interesting the contrast to Yehuda. Mm-hmm. so I want to say a few things about this number one and the Masha already you know um, whatever whether it is, uh discusses some of this you know. Yehuda is also where the Nasiim come from, and, like Rabbi comes from Yehuda, the whole tribe of Yehuda. David comes from Yehuda. There are Gemaras that speak about, you know, about, about the David as as uh, giving rulings and so on. So, you know, how does that fit in with the Gemara sort of saying, oh no, it's not that, you know, they don't do really like a, 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 a to the They don't have that much authority. So, first of all, it's interesting the difference between Mechokay, which is a lawgiver, and to give stock. It's basically the difference between legislation and you know, and sort of, sort of judicial interpretation and authority. Um, so, sure, Yehuda is the Malach is, is the kings. Is David a You know, it's it's Reb Yehuda Nasi. It's the people that the Nasiim uh, in, in the in the time of the Tanaim who had the uh, you know the descendants of Rabbi Yehuda Nasi who had the political slash of authority. So that's about power and authority and maybe even legislative authority. But that's a different type of a role than it is in terms of Hora'ah, which is sort of dealing with the law after it's been given and determining what is the proper application, what's the proper interpretation. One one's case for? Uh, yes, but also My one is interpretation and application, and the other is the issuing of the law and the legislature. Yes. Okay, so anyway, that's one difference between the word mechokek and also, in practice, Yehuda representing, Malchus, and Yehuda Nazi, and that sort of issue of political-slash-religious authority. The other important thing is that I think it's important to focus on the original part of the statement which it says, Surba Banan. We're not coming from saying if you look at all of the Tanayim and all of the great rabbis, the only ones who ever came up with the right halakha, were from you know Yusuf and Lady. That's crazy, right? Really? If we were to look at all the major authorities in Shah, they would all be either be from Yusuf or Levi No. If you sort of you know, if you, you can reach that level, you're making, there are exceptions, and you can reach that level. But if you're a surba marabana, if you're only a student, and you're already positioning correctly, then it must come from the genes. Okay, Then it's coming. Then you're from. Then it's because you got this hijos And then, oh, you must be from lazy or you must be from or You're still just a tzorv and you're still poskening correctly. And that's what I think is often missed in this passage, that it's not about if there's a, a sage, but if there's a tzorv You know, sages, they can <clears> be <throat> wherever they're from. Okay, so now the Gemara comes continues. So that was an interesting little digression from the blessing of lazy. So, Amr um, Reb Yochanan, says Rab Yochanan, Amr um, 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 Reb Yochanan, Eim a al Tami Bain Ar Now, I think Michael asked this. What happens to the afternoon Tamid? Right? You know, you have to also bring a, bring a Chavitim the, the, and Tores and you have the whole afternoon Tamid, almost all the same stuff. Wh- who does that lottery? So, Eim um, a al Al Bain Ar you don't do another lottery. Ela, Ela, Koin Shazach Abu army. You get double duty. Anybody who got the morning korban gets, gets to do the same job in the afternoon. So the Umar says, I'll ask you on this. And We have a price that says the same way you do a lottery in the morning, you do it in the afternoon. So the Umar says, So he says, No, that's not talking about the tummy. That's talking about the third lottery was repeated. The, uh, the was done was done again in the afternoon. Because again, you want to give everybody a chance one minute we have a bright set that says "Kashemshiing low shachris. low arvies. then when you do it for it in the morning, you do a lot of it for it in the afternoon, but low is masculine. Qatars is feminine, so it works if it 's referring to the tamid It does not work if it 's referring to the Pro. Emo la. All right. Switch the gears. Let's have it say la, feminine. Zatania, one minute. We have a writer that says, The same way you do a a lottery in the morning for it, masculine, you do it for it, masculine, in the afternoon. And the same way you do for it, feminine, you do for it, feminine, in the afternoon. So you repeat two lotteries. One for something masculine, i.e., the tamid, and one for something feminine, the xorah. So you see that they did the tamid a second lottery. So Amrav Shmuel Barab Yitzchak, how Shabbos askinan holy mishmarot shot. So that was a, that was a cool answer to pull from your hat. Yeah. We're talking about Shabbos because on Shabbos a different shift is working in the afternoon than the morning, right? Because they switch the one one grows out and the other comes in, and they switch after the morning tamid. So that's why because you, you, there's a new shift on, but when there's not a new shift, it's the same people in the morning that are in the afternoon. Yeah, there's not a new shift that comes for the week. For the week. The new so Shabbos shi- is the transition of then. the two weeks. Right. Shabbos is the day. It's like reading a Torah and Shabbos. Right. Well, they did it when they did the uh, Lechem Hapanim. That the new group, you know, it's about, you know, the new group put on the Lechem Hapanim, the old group took it off, and that was the and shift, and that was the switching. Right. So... So here he says So really on so, so Shabbat everything? So Sabbath, they, for, for all the stuff that was in the afternoon they'd have to do it again. But if it's not Shabbat then everybody who does stuff in the morning does in the afternoon. Certainly for the Tamid maybe even for the Ketorah. So the Gemara says um, So the Gemara says one minute we've got a problem. Because you now have beautifully explained that all this, these writers about repeating are all talking about Shabbos when there's a new shift. But we, we, for a while, were seriously considering the possibility that every day there would be a new lottery in the afternoon for the Torahs, for the Tamim. So one minute. But we said that there were four lotteries. Now you're going to have five or six, right, if you're going to repeat some things in the afternoon. So aren't you going to have too many lotteries? I so the Gemara says, No, 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 no. You did the lottery in the morning. Asu um uh, um Mustafa Asu, they came in the morning. Tazakhi Bay Shahri Zahi, the Zahi Zahi so, so, basically, everybody got together in the morning. And, but the only thing is that in the morning, you distributed. You 14 guys, or 13 guys, whatever. You guys are going to do the tummy now. The next 13 guys, you'll be doing the tummy in the afternoon. You win the Ketorah now. The guy next to you is going to do the Ketorah in the afternoon. So, not literally that we actually did a new lottery, but we assigned them to different people in the afternoon. Based, but well, was, was, the the, he's saying, that's the Havamino. Okay, in the Mustang we're saying there was no second lottery. Everything that was in the morning was repeated in the afternoon. The only time you did a second lottery was on Shabbos when it was new shit but in the Havamina that it was a different lottery it was different people in the end the Gemara in order to make it only a certain number of lotteries can't have a real different lottery so that's fine it was all the same lottery but it was assigned the afternoon people different afternoon people were assigned at that time ok the first 13 guys were assigned in the morning and the next 13 guys were assigned the afternoon it was different people but it was not a actual different lottery Okay, so now the Gemara, but that was the Havamim. In the end, we seem to be rejecting that and saying that it was just the same people in the morning did it in the afternoon. Okay, Haravi, the fourth lottery, Chabashini Mishanin, new and old people, everybody came to do the lottery again in order to bring it from the ramp to the altar. Now, seems to look Rebel Yezib and Yaakov. Our mission is not like Rebel Yezib and Yaakov. says, Now, we taught in the Mishnah, Hamid. Rebel Yezib and Yaakov Omer, Hamale Barim Lakevash, Hu Malo LaMizbeach? The one that brought it to the ramp, he'd be the same one that would bring it up to the, sense. to the top. That's of course good. it makes sense. So, but my committee, what's this debate whether you should have the same guy who brings it to the ramp bring it to the top or get new guys? So, Mar Savar, the more people that are involved, the better. It's glory to the cling. It shows everybody wants to have a piece of it. There are all these different Qalim running around and different people doing it. Mar Savar, it's not respectful to the, to, to the Shrina. Basically, I'm sorry, Makom Shrina in the place of God's presence, that's not respectful. What's not respectful? so Rashi says it's not respectful basically like okay I'm done I'm leaving my stuff here let's get somebody else to finish it on meaning it doesn't look necessarily that more people are doing it because it's all a way of you know honoring sort of the service maybe it's like I don't want to you know I'll, I'll, I'll get somebody to clean up after me I'll get somebody to finish for me so therefore it's more important that you should go back and do it rather than make it seem like you're just dumping this on British somebody to finish up to right Raji says <laughs> okay so all right Amarabha, Rebbe Lezebun Yaakov, Islaid Rebbe Yehuda, Rebbe Lezebun Yaakov, Rebbe Lezebun Yaakov doesn't hold the Rebbe Yehuda, Rebbe Uda doesn't hold the Rebbe Lezebun Yaakov, the inkame, butsheluf, paisos because then you won't have enough, uh, enough lotteries. I assume that doesn't need any explanation, right? No. So anyway, so what it means is, that Lezebun Yaakov said that there was not a, um, that there was not a, uh, a separate lottery for the guy to bring it up the ramp. The same guy brought it from the ramp to, and, brought it, and then brought it from the ramp to the top. So according to him, you only had three lotteries. Where did he get a fourth? So the way you could get the fourth lottery is based on an earlier discussion about Red Yehuda, about whether there would be a lottery for the guy. We know there was a lottery for the guy who burnt the incense, who brought the incense. What about the guy who brought the fire pan, you know, the shoveled the coals for the incense? Rebbe Yehuda said that was just the guy standing next to the Totovist guy. But you could say there was a separate lottery. So basically what the Gemara is saying is, according to Abeliezer Ben Yaakov, you didn't have a lottery for bringing the limbs from the altar to the top of the ramp, because it was the same guy, but you would have had your fourth lottery in terms of the guy who would shovel the coals for the incense. And Rabbi Yehuda, who says there would not be a lottery for the guy who would shovel the coals, it would just be the guy standing next to him, he would obviously say, like our Mishnah, that there would be a lottery for bringing it from the ramp to the top. In the Tani and if you could ever find an author of Umbraita that has five lotteries, where would the five lottery come from? Who delocreb a lezabinyako would delocreb It would have to reject both of those. It would have to say, A, it would not be the same guy who would bring you from the ramp to the top. That would be a separate lottery, that gets you four. B, it would not be the guy standing next to the tourist person who would do the calls. That would be a separate lottery, and that would get you five. Okay. Well, what do you mean by, by yeah. I could say that I could double the size of the shot by asking uh, that. He's me. not asking <laughs> he's just saying there's a theoretical possibility out there. Based on the different ideas we've heard there are two things being debated. There's also a theoretical possibility of three but the Gemara assumes that nobody would say less than four. Four is like a solid number right? There, there are three things that everybody agrees on right? Which is the truma Adeshen the Tamid and the ketores and then there are two that are debated number one is the mahta, the fire pan for the Torah with that done and number two is exactly. bringing it from the ramp to the top was that a lottery or was that the and same guy? so if there are those three and two debated you have the possibility of three you have the possibility of five and you have the possibility of four so we know two versions of four the Gemara is rejecting the possibility of five and then inferring to the possibility of five ok alright but nobody so actually suggested three you. no alright okay. now Hamid so that's the morning and that's the, okay, now we get to the afternoon which you've already seen as a question whether they would have a, whether they would sort of have the same guys through the afternoon or whether it would be different but maybe determined at the same lottery. So let's take a look at how the Tommy was brought. Tommy kari Basar, The would be brought, meaning from the time of the bringing of the limbs, with uh, being the bringing to the altar, 9, 10, 11 or 12 people, no fewer and no greater. Now, again, our earlier Mishnah spoke about 13, but that wasn't limiting itself to the limbs. That spoke about slaughtering, throwing the blood, the bringing of the solace, the bringing of the wine. But if you count it, the actual bringing of the limbs was 9. So the standard bringing of the limbs is 9, but it can get to be as much as 12. How is that possible? Okay? Um, Tesa. Atmo betes, the limbs of the animal itself were 9. The chad on, on Sukkot They would bring a pitcher of water for the Nisukhamayim that would be done with the tamid. Okay? With the morning tamid. So again, that wasn't the limbs, but it was things being brought to the altar. That's ten. Dana are dying in the afternoon. But said there'd be eleven. The base who asked Mobatisha, the base nine, but nine, be other And two people would be bringing two logs of, two, two logs to put on the fire. They would put the logs on the fire. Now, the, the, the prophet points out they would also put logs on the fire in the, in the morning. morning. But that was done with the person who did the Truma Tadesha. Okay, he did the logs on the fire in the morning. Yeah, he needs so to the logs in the morning or... Uh... I don't know, but the logs in the afternoon, that was done at the time of the Tamid, so that would get you up to 11. The Shabbos, Bachat, so it'd also be up to 11 on Shabbos. How is that? for Mombatisha, it itself at 9. And two of them were carrying the two uh, uh, sort of cups of the uh, incense to burn from the Lechem, ha- Lechem Hapanim. That was in the morning. Right? Or otherwise, you get 13, right? So again, that's in the morning. So the three, two extra laws in the afternoon can't get added to this. This is in the morning. So how do you get 12? 12 is because then you have the two things that are done in the morning the two things that are done with, with the afternoon sacrifice the extra things that are done are the two laws and that would be everything on the morning sacrifice, you would you could get extra things done either the water on Sukkot or the incense. The two guys carrying the two things of incense on Shabbat. So when those happen together, Shabbat Sukkot, you get three extra, which would bring you up to twelve. And that's when you wasn't could get twelve. Every day. It w- no, uh, yes, but that was that was the was, that was, was a separate the thing. Morning. That wasn't that was, that was oh, together fine. with the Tamid. That was the, was, the was the third piyut. Now, this is the lavona uh, of the lechemapadim uh, not the daily intent. Right, right, now right. I, it is worth pointing out by the way again the disproportionate way some of these jobs are assigned yeah, like, is, either, either yeah, two okay. people to two little things of lavona I got to carry this one little thing of lavona you get to carry the head and the hind leg. ok so uh, and again, which things they divide to split up like ok you carry the sole you carry the yibitha, oh, the big. you get to carry two flanks of the animal <laughs> right so it's a little bit wild how they would divide some of that up the other thing with mentioning, though, is, is that in this list of things that were with the tamid, what's shockingly absent, is not conceptually being bundled together, is the earlier Mishnah, which tells you the, uh, what do you call it, the the, 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 minchas nisachin, the wine and the flour that came with every korban, right? And that came with the tamid, and that was in the list. So, if you're going to talk about the incidental things, like the nisul hamayim and the Torah that relates to the shulchan, in terms of how Things that were brought together with the tamid, it seems to me bizarre that you're not talking about the flour and the wine that came together with it as well. well the wine poured at, at the base? No, at the top. At the right on top, top of the Yeah, panel? yeah. I don't, so I don't get it. I don't get I don't get <laughs> it. Okay, let's take a look at the Gemara. Amara Baba Vitema Rami Barchama. Vitema Rabbi So one of them songs. You only can do the water pouring, libation on Sukkot with the morning tummy. Okay, because that's clear in our Mishnah. It only bundles it together with the morning. It says that you add one guy to drink stuff to the altar on, on, uh, you get to your number of twelve by Shabbos, two for the, for the incense of the Lechemotanim and one for the water. And plus the nine gets you twelve. If you think it's possible to do the Nisuk HaMayim on Sukkot in the afternoon I mean easily. Why do you have to give a special case of Shabbos Sukkot? Any weekday Sukkot you'll get 12. Why? You'll get the normal 9, nine right? In the afternoon plus the two logs get you 11 plus the Nisuk HaMayim gets you 12. So it's so easy to get 12 you know, if you can do it in the afternoon. And we didn't give that scenario. So therefore, clearly, you cannot do it in the afternoon. Okay. So the verse says, We also taught a mission that supports this idea that the Nisukamayim was only in the, in the, in, with the morning sacrifice. When the guy came to do the pouring of the water, they said to him, the people in the Yadecha, Lift up your hands. We want to see you pouring the water into... There was a, basically a funnel in the corner of the Nisbeach where they would pour the water and the wine and it would go down and it would go into the cavity underneath the Nisbeach. Okay, so they said right oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i wasn't i wasn't uh, i thought you just meant uh, I, I thought you asked would it be at the base it wasn't at the base they go to the top but they would pour the wine down through a a funnel that would there was a pipe that would go into a cavity so when they came to do the pouring of the water they said lift up your hands let's see you do the pouring now why was that so important not that they wanted to witness the ritual but for the following reason Because it never says anywhere in the Torah that you did a libation of water on the altar. Obviously, Sukkot is associated with water, but it never speaks about this abodah. And it's all a misora that the excrucian had. But the tzedukim completely rejected the idea of water libations on Sukkot. And this, here's what happened. One time, the guy was at seduki, which was very prevalent among the Kohanim, and, he, and you know, maybe by pressure he had to go up there with the water, but he wasn't going to go through with the ritual, so he just spilled it on his legs, on his feet, figured nobody could see him, he's up at the top of the altar, so he didn't pour it into the actual funnel, he poured it on his feet. Also, to show disdain, probably. And they all stoned him with their estrogen. They all had their Lulav and Esrogan the other day, so they all stoned him with their Esrogan. So that's a good proof. That's a good proof that it's in the morning. Now, how's it a proof that in the morning? Because minute- minute- they're having their minute- Lulav and Esrogan. Minute- because that's in the morning. Of course, maybe it just happened to be that way. Maybe it doesn't have to be in the morning. Maybe by chance it was in the morning. So Rashi says, if it was just by chance, it wouldn't have mentioned the, es- the Esrogin. If it's mentioning the Esrogin, it's mentioning them to underscore that it had to be in the morning. Personally, I don't know. You're, I will bet you, you will not forget the scene of the Kohen being stoned by the Esrogin, okay? So I think that it was valuable to point out the Esrogan, even if not to teach a halacha that the Nisukhamayim has to be in the morning. Yes, Charlie. <laughs> Saints uh, Josephus uh, is saying that this Saduki was actually Alexander Yanai. Ah, who was, got so upset that he sticks uh, his goons on the people and a lot of people died. As oh as well. my gosh, okay, that's fascinating. It is because okay. you, <coughs> you have a pun here of May, of life. right? Yeah, I was uh, wondering about that too. That's a good point. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So, Shmamina, time we talk. Resim ben Now, how do you know you bring two logs with the additional logs with the afternoon Tamid? The snake Kohanim. Not only that, even two Kohanim. So says, "Varchu Eitan." that speaks about when you're bringing the korban, it says they should arrange the logs. So maybe that means the morning logs but we know that's not required in the, that's not you don't have to tell me that in the morning Tamiyam just leave it already says so it already says that he arranges the word every morning so why does it say again archu? so Taneu Bayim to tell me the afternoon and because it's archu in the plural from there I'm going to learn out that there are going to be two Kohani involved so I learn out two things it's redundant so you do it in the afternoon and it's in plural so you do it with two koanim. Maybe both of them are the morning tamid. Amarachmana, avid, first have one kohen do it. The avid and then do it again? Maybe do it twice? Two placings of wood in the morning. No. Inkei, nimakrat, ubi'er ubi'er. No. Then it wouldn't have used a different word, the It was basically telling you do the same thing twice, it would have used the same verb. It could burn it, burn it. No, it could have said that. Had it said that. in trelo. Maybe only one. We're saying that we learn from Arku too. So maybe it says do one and then do two and then do but do it both in the morning. Maybe it's telling us have one kohen put up the wood and then have two kohen put up the wood, but do it both in the morning. Someone says, No. If all it was saying was do it twice in the morning, ubi'er ru. So then, just say it in plural, but use the same verb. Inami vaarach v'archu, or say arrange, arrange. Use it and have one singular, one plural, but do the same verb. And I would have learned do it twice in the morning, once with one coin, once with two. My ubir v'archu. Why, when it says twice to put up wood, it uses different verbs. Once it says Ubi'er, and once it says V'archu, Shmami minah kidekar you see it's like we said, that there are two different periods, one with the morning sacrifice, one with the afternoon, the morning sacrifice gets one Kohen, the afternoon sacrifice gets two Karim. Tani Rebichiyah, Chia taught highest the Lottery, sometimes it's 13 people get the lottery now we're going back to to not just the limbs of the sacrifice which was 9 but the whole things that were done with the morning sacrifice our earlier mission which is 13 you'll remember there was the guy who did the Shrita the guy who did the Zrika right the guy who did oh I just realized I made a mistake I got to correct myself the nine I, I, I didn't go back to count okay the nine actually does include yeah because it was crazy it wouldn't included it does include the flour and the wine the things that weren't included in the nine were the things that preceded the actual bringing of the tamid which was the shvita the zrika the, um, the cleaning of the Mibehhapimi and the cleaning of the menorah, those were the four that weren't listed. When they said nine for the Tamid, that nine included the flour and the wine and all of that, which makes a lot of sense. So completely erase everything I said before. Okay, anyway, but now we are saying, so fine. So when we're listing the nine or the 10 or the 11 or the 12, it's everything that's brought to the altar, the actual limb plus. The flower, the wine, plus the wood, plus the incense, wh- whatever it is that is being brought to the altar. That's when you get from 9 to 12. But now we're going back and saying, if you start at the beginning from the Shrita, the Shrita, the Zrik, etc., there are 13. That was the earlier Mishnah. Okay? So, some, so sometimes you have 13. That's your standard place. The 9 with the limbs plus the attendant issues plus the 4 that precede the Shrita, the Zrik, and the cleaning of the altar, cleaning of the menorah. Sometimes you get to be 14. Now we're just basi- what we're basically doing is taking this Mishnah that ha- and we're adding the first four. This Mishnah says you can get from 9 to 12, right? But that's 9 to 12 when you start at the bringing of the limbs and the bringing of the, everything else that accompanied the limbs. But the four things, there were four things that preceded. So if you add those four things that preceded, 9 to 12 becomes what? 13 to 16. Okay so Pah-Mim Yud-Gimel pah Yud-Dalit Pah-Mim vav you get from 13 to 16 sorry, excellent no, but it would be the a hot, hot you're one minute you for it, do four, don't you why what? would it be 13 you don't what you do the Mish, Shohei, Mishore Mish-Dashin how needs to be 13 plus the 9 right no but they can be 13 or 4, no the, our mission right here gives you 9 to 12 right our mission is the things that are brought to the Mishbeach is between 9 to 12 koanians Plus, the four coins that preceded gets you 13 to six. Is that clear to everybody? Yeah, Just yeah. add four. So the must says, Zatania you're Zion. One minute. We got a price. It says, 17 so remember we had a possibility of one extra so we could get one extra we could say this ties into oh there might be a Tana that says five because if we actually you know can arrange it so that there actually would be an extra type of a bringing it's not like I won't work out the details but basically we get an extra one in there we'll end it here okay okay <laughs>